Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces that embrace the unconventional and the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey celebrating experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms from inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe. This is Neurons to Nirvana. Hey everyone, this is Tom Hartridge and you're watching the third episode of Neurons to Nirvana's Discover Utopia series and as you can see I'm no longer in Utopia, Texas, but I'm actually in Austin in front of the 360 bridge. I'm really excited to share with you a conversation that I had with the lead singer and guitarist of Calliope Musical's Carrie. When you watch and listen to us, you can see how great of a person she is. We both share intimate uh, details about our life, how she has come up with songwriting and how the band has evolved overall. You then learn exactly how much Utopia Fest means to her. She'll explain it in further detail, but it's really made her evolve as a person. Check it out. Thanks. I just caught your set. Y'all set. It was amazing. Thank you. So tell me about your band, and I want to know how you came up with the name of the band. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, it's uh, Calliope is one of the seven muses in Greek mythology. Yep. Um, she's the goddess of epic poetry. Epic. And one of my favorite words. I know. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and no one quite did it like they did, you know? Correct. Um, and her name means beautiful voice. Oh. Yeah. Well, you have a pretty voice as well. Thanks. So how long have you all been together? Tell me about the history of the band. <clears throat> we started in 2009. Okay. But we were, like, a very different vibe. It was, like, folk music... I didn't want any instruments that couldn't be played around a campfire. Oh, wow. And as you can see, <laughs> it's so, snowballed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you also were very intimate with the crowd, and you told mm -hmm. everybody to sit down, mm -hmm. right? It feels good. It was mm -hmm. cool. Thank you. It was very intimate. I loved it. Thank you. You all formed in Austin, Texas? Yeah, yeah. I, I moved to Austin to go to college. I lived in a really small town called Henderson, Texas. Okay. Um, and I moved to Austin to go to college and started Calliope Musicals like two years into college and then i've been doing it ever since now i'm freaking 33 well i'm 42 so hell yeah i'm envious did you go to ut you mm -hmm. said I okay did, yeah. and then where's the rest of the band from let's see jerry who does all of our lights and mm -hmm. all the vibe vibe setting he's from minnesota josh is our drummer he's from fort worth Ryan is our bass player, and he's from Champaign, Illinois. If you had to categorize you guys as far as genre or genres, what would you say your music is? Mm, I would say uh, like a wholesome psychedelic exploration of like feelings through music. Perfect. I love that. That's it's a genre on Spotify. You can just pick that one. So I know. It's right there. But you, next to pop and country. <laughs> but what, your response felt very, it felt very visceral. Like it just rolled off the tongue. Do you have much experience with psychedelics? Like I don't do psychedelics regularly, but I've had like a hand. <laughs> that wasn't. That was I not a nitrous know, tank, everybody. Whip it. <laughs> that, whoa, 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 that whoa, was whoa. not a nitrous tank. 
I've had a handful of psychedelic experiences that were really magical and like scary and really well, like shaped psilocybin like, or LSD? Um, both. And uh, what's it called? DMT. Uh, bu- yeah, yeah, bufo. Bufo. Yeah. Okay, so you've done that. Yeah. So I just did that for the first yeah. time in Mexico. My mother died last year. Oh yeah. Sorry and to hear that. Thank you. I did not want to go home because mm-hmm. I was a primary caregiver. My sister's helped as well. I've said <coughs> this uh, on a f- few, if not several, episodes. But I wanted to be nowhere near the family home where I grew mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because my mom, it was very beautiful. My sister's and I, we got to see my mom take her last, her last mm-hmm. breath. But Christmas, as you know, is such a family thing. Mm-hmm. So I went down to a retreat in Mexico and I did combo. Do you know mm-hmm, what combo mm-hmm. is? And then I also did uh, bufo afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it changed my entire holiday experience. Yeah. Because if I, I think if I had done it, if I had not done it, it would have been a Christmas would have been a nightmare for yeah. me. I would have I totally been feel weeping you. profusely. Yeah. Because do you know much about combo? I don't. No, I know of it, and I um, I think our bass player has experimented with combo. So combo is actually legal in the U.S. Right. And it's becoming more and more popular and prevalent, particularly out in the West. And it's less of a psychedelic. Is that true? It's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. It is also from a, a frog, mm-hmm. and it's venom. You extract it from their skin, and you're supposed <laughs> to do pinpoints off mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, like a little emotional tattoo. Yeah, tattoo, yeah. Yes. And when I sat with the shaman, she said, uh, it was all in Espanol. Mm-hmm. She said, cuantos, uh, and I, I just went with my favorite numbers. I said, once, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she looked at me like it was crazy. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I said, okay, uh, tal vez uh, cinco o siete, because I hate seis. Okay. So we, we, we went with five. Okay. And people have, it's, it's, it's a non-psychedelic, but you have an uh, emotional, whether it's pain, suffering, PTSD, anything from your body that you may be suppressing, it will bring up mm. and it will give you like a healing mm. oh. sensation. And, uh, healing. You feeling warmer, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I feel incredible. It, yeah. It is April eighth. Isn't I know. that weird? I know. But we are in the hill country. That being said, when I sat down, I thought I watched these YouTube people were vomiting all over mm-hmm, the place mm-hmm. and so forth, but I just wept. Mm-hmm. And she said, maybe that's all you needed, porque uh, two eres yeah. uh, triste. And I think that's what it was. Um, that being said. For me personally, I've had a lots of experiences with both, but I'm a major proponent and believer in psilocybin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because LSD, you can have beautiful experiences, but it's bathtub gin. You have no unless you're getting it from right. like a lab from John yeah. Hopkins or right. you know Stanford totally. or UT Austin. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting. Right. Yeah. But, so true. But psilocybin is a plant, yeah. and it's out of your out of your body in like yeah. six to eight hours. I know. Acid sticks with you forever. Yeah, it does. Which, which you may or may I not I think have. I've only, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I've only done LSD. I think I did it twice, but once it didn't really take. Right. Um, 
Once was like a really beautiful, like full band experience. We were seven piece, six piece back then. And we'll tell the audience, what are you now? Five? Uh, four with occasional guest stars. Right. <laughs> okay. So you were mentioning psychedelic. Yeah. Any other genres? I think we kind of tend to explore. I mean, we definitely explore like pop music. Yep. Like, I think that's what songwriters, I mean, I don't know, that's kind of what we start writing. Like, even country music is like pop music, folk songs. It can are, be, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a loose uh, circle around pop music. Um, right. And I think like folk songwriting will always just be like a part of what I do so I think sometimes like it's 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 hard to notice like folk songwriting in a set like that but you know if, if I'm just there with an acoustic guitar singing those songs that's how it comes across so gotcha yeah I I think genres like I don't know it sounds I think every artist is like oh genres <laughs> no well yeah. I mean I am at least Are I you? I'm just like I just like making music and I I don't necessarily like sit down and say like time to write another psychedelic exploration well, of my feelings <laughs> yes. song. Okay, well so that's perfect. You know? Yeah. So other than you, does anybody collaborate with you in the band and, and Yeah. Help? Um I write a, like I would say about like half the songs okay. are like me bringing a song to the band and then the other half is like us just kind of like jamming and I love feeling that. it Impro out yeah, and improv. improving yep. until we like ooh I like that keep doing that ooh like yes. yeah so we have like hours of recordings and then it's like going through the recording that sounds and like, like <laughs> what's trash what's excellent <laughs> like that sounds like the how I launched my podcast yeah <laughs> because I after my mom died, I was struggling, and I actually started taking some psilocybin microdosing mm, yeah. to be inspired. I've actually gone on stage and oh done stand-up at Cap City, which I'm sure you've been to yeah. or know of. Yeah. Not like eight of half an eighth or whatever, <clears throat> but just mm -hmm. two or three stems. Yeah. You know, some comedians will go up there and snort a line or drink liquor. Oh, but yeah. it, for me, it was just a couple of Miller Lights and a couple stems, and then yeah. I would just... It gives me the quote-unquote liquid courage. Right, yeah. You know, I I can understand why you don't like to be categorized or hear the word genre. Because yeah. it's, it's something emotional, right? Yeah. That comes yeah. from your heart. Yeah. How did you all, like, come together? I mean, you said you started off as a six-piece, seven-piece, but did you change? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've changed a lot. I mean, I kind of believe in evolution yes controversial opinion or being fluid yeah and i think that that's what we're kind of supposed to do Absolutely. and and nothing lasts forever and that's great like and life yeah exactly so i i'm very pro letting things change and evolve and like embracing that you know i mean i used to not really be much of a guitar player and now i'm like the only guitar player in our band most it. of the time thank I just you saw you it was amazing. um and i never like if you would have told me that I would be doing that like five years ago, I would have been yeah, like never get, in a million yeah, years. Say, get the fuck out of here. But now <laughs> it's like it feels so right, and I just, I just I feel grateful for the opportunity. I think it's easy to 
have something work and then you're afraid to like move away from that or go beyond it but yeah lack of success is like a real luxury (laughs) because you just have nothing to lose with exploring all you want yeah i mean that's the thing is you have to go out and take that step out just fearless yeah yeah it feels good to be fearless right so tell me what brings you to utopia fest i think i don't i don't know i think some places like history happens you know all over the planet and marks are left and there's differences in the air and something about utopia fest like really captured my heart like from the beginning how many times have you all played oh you guys i don't know i really don't i think we've probably played i think we've probably only played like three or three or four times that's that's a a good amount um but i've come here a lot um and i remember the first time i came here i'd never been to a music festival before really yeah how old are you uh, you, don't have, you said 30? I'm 30. I'm 33. And you had never been to a music festival? Well, that was when I was that 20, been? probably 23. Okay. I was, okay. Um, 20, I was probably 24 or 5. Okay. Um, but I'm from a really small town. Like, we didn't even have a music venue, a single music venue in our town. Like, not one place to listen to music besides church in my town. I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, w- growing up, what were your influences? Like, music from church what were your parents um, exposing you to uh my dad was really into country music so okay. i listened to a lot of bob wills willie nelson awesome. george jones hank yep. williams any uh um, johnny cash definitely Merle Haggard. johnny cash Gotta i loved patsy klein she uh, was she's amazing she was definitely one of my heroes my mom was more into disco. Really? Um, what, so type, we did, what type of disco? Like Blondie? Uh, no, like 70s disco. Like uh, Anita Ward and like Gloria Gaynor. Yes, that's, and, that's it. Uh, <laughs> freaking Cool in the Gang. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Course, yes, of course. So the, I, a lot of disco with my mom and a lot of like 60s, like Peter, Paul, and Mary. Right. I listened to so much Peter, Paul, and Mary growing up. Um, and... Then my sister introduced me to like '90s girl vibe, like, like Poe. Who, Liz Fair. Uh, I actually didn't know Liz Fair until more recently. Okay. Um, but like Poe yeah, was yeah. one of my favorite musicians. Jewel. Yeah. I loved Jewel. Alanis Morissette, obviously. Uh, Kristen Hirsch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, those were my musical influences. I did sing in the church band growing up. Okay. Um. Like I said, that was the only place live music happened in my town. And it never occurred to me that, yeah, then I moved to Austin. It was just like, oh, there's literally a show. Like, there's like 10 shows in a five-minute drive every single night. Oh, yeah. And that's crazy. That was, like, mind-blowing to me. And I realized, like, oh, you don't have to be, like, Britney Spears to be a musician. You can just, you can... There's a venue for anybody that has the desire to play. Yeah. And then coming to a music festival, I certainly didn't know people were... (laughs) I certainly had no idea that this was happening. And when I found it, I... It was liberating, It was. It was so liberating. It was so... Yeah, I saw a picture from that Utopia Fest pop up on my 
And I, I don't know. It sounds really cheesy, but I don't know that I would be like who I am today without Utopia Fest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a really special place to me and something just about being on this land um, and with the people that it attracts is just... Yeah. I mean, I'll throw myself under the bus. This is my first Utopia. No, Even that's though good. I'm a music it's never ju- too late to start. I'm a live music junkie. I know I, I listen to all types of music genres but uh my editor and producer from podcast farm kaylee marks uh-huh. he's friends with travis okay. and noah and that's why <laughs> you and i are even talking amazing but uh i love the vibe here yeah it's awesome that's it's kick ass what do you guys have come up coming up uh, dates um, and and albums or yeah anything? we uh we have a show in austin on april 29th at cheer up charlie's um i'm really excited i love cheer up charlie's by the way too. Yep, yep. And I we haven't played there since the pandemic, so I, it's going to be like a really beautiful reunion. I cannot wait. Did you guys play South by? Oh, yeah. yeah Where we, were you South by this year? I didn't get to catch you. We did. We played 11, sh- nine shows. Oh, God. Um, a light year for us. <laughs> <laughs> Diet South by. Yeah, yeah. We were at Mohawk. I um, love Mohawk. We yeah. were at Hotel Vegas a couple of times. When? I was at Vegas like the two The first or three Saturday and Sunday. We did okay. Hotel I was Vegas. there. That Remember the night it was super cold? I was well, there. Saturday and Sunday, it was both yeah. really freezing. But Friday night was brutal. Okay. I was there okay. when Heartless Bastards oh, were playing. Oh, fun, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know them? Yeah. Erica? Yeah, yeah Erica and I wrote a s- and Stephanie from Buffalo Hunt, we wrote a song together. Oh, um, really? What's it called? Shit, I don't really remember. <laughs> it was a really long time ago. We went to Erica's house in Lockhart. Oh, that's awesome. I have it on my phone somewhere. And every time I see Erica, I'm like, we got to record that song someday. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love them. I saw them twice. I saw them at uh, Vegas and then uh, Hotel San Jose. Mm, Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, I listened to her when I was in college and was so... I mean, I would just like, I remember I'd be babysitting, washing the dishes and be like singing along with her music. And and then all of a sudden Stephanie was like, oh, like, let's go Lockhart, see my friend Erica. And I'm like, what friend Erica? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't believe I'm in freaking Erica Winterstorm's house right now writing a song with her. What is happening? But yeah, we, yeah, we need to record it. It was beautiful. I mean, because... She and Stephanie are like, uh, they just have like be- really beautiful voices yeah. and beautiful hearts soul. and spirits. Like that great soul, yeah. like pure, pure soul. Um, so it was really special, yeah. We're going on tour in May. We'll be going up to like New York and... Um, you guys going to be at like Brooklyn Bowl or uh, where We're going to be at Mercury Lounge in Manhattan. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I know of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then a tour in June. We recorded an album during the pandemic. A lot of the songs we played tonight were off of our new album. Um, and it's all self-recorded, which we haven't really, we haven't done a self-recorded album is that where of. you came up with Why Can't We Dance? Or? No, That's How We Dance was why off we dance, of. Man. Yeah, that was our album, um, Color Sweat. Okay. Um, yeah. 
It's uh, I if, love that it song. was on a Netflix show. And which, which one? Jenny and Georgia. Ah, and yes, yes. Yeah, it was very exciting because we didn't like. It got put on the show right when it came out, and that show didn't come out till during the pandemic. Yeah, I remember. And they said like, "Oh, it's gonna be on this show, Jenny and Georgia," and I like couldn't find anything about this show online. <laughs> I was like. This is gonna be a really. I don't know if this is gonna like be a thing, but right. then it was like blew up. It blew up, totally and it like so many people like there were a lot like we got so many Spotify streams and like people going to the music video, which is hilarious because it's us like we dressed up. I saw this house. It was like this red and white, really picture perfect like Edward Scissorhand house <laughs> and I was like how funny would it be if we were like this goth family that was like trying to be normal like mowing the yard uh, like, and, Edward like, like Edward Scissorhand vibe and so we like got in full I, <laughs> I specifically got a Chelsea haircut which is really? like a shaved yeah, yeah, head yeah. with just of the course. bangs for this music video <laughs> And we just like went all out. And so the music video for that song, which became very popular, is like, uh, it's made on uh, not eight millimeter, but like high eight. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Called. It's, it's on like high. It's like the, this really blurry video of us like right. dressed up like goth people. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> just like awkwardly dancing on these people's lawn. And it's I can really just find funny. this on YouTube. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Badass. But yeah, all these comments like, oh, I found this song from Jenny and Georgia. I've been looking everywhere for it. Like, I can't believe there's not more plays on this video. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah, I think our new album will come out probably sometime in... September. Okay. You got a name yeah. for it already? Yeah. What's it called? It's called The Table in My Throat. Oh, wow. I love that. That's beautiful. Table in My Throat. Where yeah. did you come up? How'd you come up with that? So, this album kind of ended up being all about my childhood. Uh -huh. um, and there was this moment um, when I was probably in the second or third grade. And I woke up and I didn't feel well. My throat really hurt. And my mom, I, I was like, Mom, I'm so sick. Like, I don't want to go to school. She's like, what's wrong? Right. And I'm like, I feel like there's just a table in my throat. Oh, wow. And she was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. You're going to school. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and it, I don't know why, but it stuck with me. And... Ended up, like, I didn't really know what the album was about until all of a sudden this, like, line came out in one of the songs. It's like, uh, I'll take your coat, have yeah, a seat yeah. at the table in my throat, and we'll eat some dinner. And I was like, the table in my throat? Like, what the fuck? I haven't thought I about that, that in so though. long. So, yeah, my mom was cracking up when I told her. She was like, I remember that now, but, like, I couldn't have remembered that if you wouldn't have to told me oh, this. Yeah. But yeah, it's very centered around my childhood and um, the cover is actually a photo. My dad passed away in 2012. Okay, um, I'm sorry to hear that. I lost my dad in 14 oh, to cancer. Wow. Yeah, Both my same. parents now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but my dad took this picture of me and that's gonna be the cover of the oh, album. Oh, that's super yeah. cute. Yeah, it's very cool. It means a lot to me. And his voice is on one of the songs. Really? Yeah, I, I found this like, when he died, I found this voice recorder in his desk drawer. And he had bought it to interview my papa mm -hmm. just to get stories. Right. You know, and have them. 
and he never got to do that but he had the recorder and it had him like testing the microphone Aww. and it's just like a little you know little teeny recorder but he's like testing one two Aww. three <laughs> let's see if this thing works yeah, yeah now i'm sitting over here in my easy chair and it's just like and so i'm digging through the desk where i find this and i push play and i hear it it was after he died and like I just like you start, start sobbing, oh, yeah, I and I was it. like, I just put it in my pocket. I didn't tell my sisters. I didn't tell my treasure. mom. I was like, like total treasure. This is my secret. Yeah, I was yes, like, yes. I have this, ah! and I, I've like kept it all this time and never told anybody. And then, but now you're gonna share it. Yeah, and and Ryan was like, I feel like, do you will you record just like some of you talking? Oh, and I was like, awesome. I have something better. So I went and got that, and uh, we incorporated into a recording. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm so glad you're sharing that. That's Aww. a kick-ass story. Yeah, Have you told that you. story before? I haven't. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate the time. Mm. I really Thanks enjoyed for having me. Having this conversation, Same. and I can't wait. I'll show up. I'll be there at uh, show on the 29th, Chuffies, right? Yeah. Friday the 29th. Uh, yeah. Yep. So Friday. Wow, that was good. Good yeah. math. Yeah, That's I'm impressive. good with numbers, but I'm kind of Rain Man-ish. But yeah. anyway, oh, I can't me. thank you enough. Yeah, cheers. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's clearly evident that Carrie, she epitomizes what Utopia Fest is all about, and just the sheer community, that, and what brings people coming back each and every year. Like and subscribe this channel. Also, stay tuned because next week we're gonna feature my very new friend Colt Wayne Keeney and his wife Noble which is also a very revealing and intimate conversation where we discuss how he got his career started and the silver lining of receiving COVID checks to uh, finance his first record. So until next time this is Tom Hartridge. Thanks again for joining me. Bye.